from NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. Do you know what I've been doing, Jonathan? A hydration challenge. You've been doing a hydration challenge. What's <laughs> the, the ch- lowest form of What's challenge? <laughs> <laughs> What's the challenge? The challenge is to just drink 76 ounces of water a day. And how do you portion out these uh, these ounces of water? What's your do you have a do you have a schedule? I have a hydration app. Great. That you that you log in. <laughs> Very satisfying. It's got a good graphic on it, so it feels you know feels more. It's a professional. I feel like I'm pro- I'm professionally drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking on an expert level, but also I've noticed this interesting. I don't know what the algorithm is, but of course, if you put in, I drank ten ounces. Of water, it yeah. says you've that you know you're this far. The little yeah. thermometer increases, but if you drink, put in that you had six ounces of red wine, it takes away two thirds. Oh, now of wait your... a minute! <laughs> but there's water in wine, though. Yeah, but I guess not enough, and it takes away from your hydration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's so. fine. You have to have two gallons of water every day, and then you can have as much wine as you want. I would just like to point out that I do not drink wine during the day. But sometimes I do have a glass with dinner, and maybe I have one uh, or later at night when I'm watching television. Mm -hmm. And so what will end up happening sometimes is that I've reached my hydration goal, and then all of a sudden it's time to go to bed, 10 p.m., and I'm 16 ounces short. What to do? Oh, (laughs) jeez. What to do? (laughs) So do you just guzzle 16 ounces right before bed? No, that's terrible. What a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I got to work it out. Uh, yeah. I've never had a focused uh, hydration situation. I, every now and <laughs> then I'm like, either. I'm like, I haven't had a glass of water in six months. And then I go and I have a glass of water. I'm like, this <laughs> is amazing. Cool. <laughs> this water is amazing. And then and then it just slips my mind and I, I forget. But I, I'm a very, I'm a binge, I'm a binge water drinker. That's how I, that's how I do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and a guzzler, right? You just go for it and then you're done. You're like, I pour ah, water ounces, intake done. I throw it all back. And I'm like, all right, back to work. Speaking of getting back to work, we have quite a lineup for you today. Melissa McCarthy and her husband, Ben Falcone, are known for their raunchy comedy movies, but now they've produced a new documentary about beloved painter Bob Ross. And from the comedy series Ted Lasso, which has been nominated for approximately one million Emmys, we'll play games with stars Brett Goldstein and Hannah Waddingham. Plus, we could finally cross this item off of our bucket list. Two linguists will join us today and talk about Emoji and the Unicode Consortium. So, let's do it. Our first two guests are Emmy nominees for their roles on the Apple TV Plus comedy, Ted Lasso. The show is about a British soccer team that inexplicably hires an American college football coach. The players are skeptical at first, but Lasso's kindness wins them over. Hannah Waddingham plays the team's owner, Rebecca Walton. Brett Goldstein plays the soccer legend, Roy Kent. Hannah, Brett, hello. 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 (laughs) Hi. It's like having two 12-year-olds say hello. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay, I'm just going to have a moment because this series basically saved me. 
The series ah, saved me. Yeah. I know you probably hear that from so many people that they were like, oh, I'll take a chance on this Ted Lasso. And then they were like, this is the thing that makes me feel like it's all going to be okay. <laughs> well, that's very nice to hear. Is it's that what gorgeous. you hear? And I, I mean, I know, yeah, it is. But it never gets old because how could we ever get tired of hearing that something we've all been a part of and loved ourselves has yeah. made such a difference to people and got them through a really awful time. And also, we would be the worst pe- people if people came up to us and said, your show saved us. And we were like, yeah, heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so congratulations on your Emmy nominations. Oh, no, what? <laughs> I know, Emmy nominations, Best Supporting Actor and Actress in a Comedy Series. I so mean, where did you, where, when did, what happened when you found out? Where were you? Who told you, Brett Goldstein? Oh, well, I was just, I was in my underwear in, in the hotel room and uh, Hannah Waddingham came to my door and said, every single person that you know has been nominated for an Emmy, <laughs> including you. Including us. Uh, yeah. Give and, me a hug and, in your And you said, are you naked? And I said, yes. And so I just came in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my kind of way to start the yeah, day. It's pretty great. Sure. Oh, yeah. Brett, you've done, obviously, television, film, theatre. You've written, but you said that you're career goal that you have not achieved yet is to work with Muppets? Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's sort of the only thing. There's two things left on my bucket list. One is jump out of a plane and the other is work with Muppets. And then after that, I don't, I don't, if I do it in, the, in reverse order, if I work with Muppets and then jump out of a plane, I don't mind if the parachute doesn't open. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Hedda, you you grew up in a family of opera singers, and obviously you've done plenty of singing yourself and plenty of musical theater. As a, as a I don't know a child or a teenager, was there an idea that you might become an opera singer as well? Uh, n- no, because my mother and her mother uh, were and are both opera singers, and so I think I kind of bucked against it, and that's why I went into musical theater. But having said that, last February before we all locked down. I did um, really like proper high operatic soprano role as playing Queen Elizabeth II. And I was a bit like, oh, I shouldn't have bucked against this because this is actually, you know, you can just tell that something sits well with you. I should have just done that. And my mum afterwards went, there you go. Because she always sounds like she's singing. She went, there you go, using your proper voice for a change. And I thought, oh, you were right. Yeah. She calls it shouty singing, musical theatre. Mm. Shouty singing. singing. Shouty singing. Wow. I don't know why you all just sound like you're shouting all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's bring out a little bit of your competitive spirit with some games. Are you ready for some games? Yeah, I'm ready for some games. Okay, excellent. You'll work together in this game. It's about the legendary film composer John Williams. Love. And his music will be performed by our very own Jonathan Colton, the way it was meant to be played on an acoustic guitar. Correct. We decided to write lyrics to John Williams' most famous movie themes to make songs about other famous people with the last name Williams. Great. So to earn a point, you can tell me any of the following things, the name of the person that I'm singing about or the movie that the score comes from. Okay. Gorgeous. Here we go. He's won Grammys and our hearts. His song Happy topped the Billboard charts. As for fashion, he loves hats. He loves tall hats and wide hats and smart hats. He really loves hats. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Indiana Jones, Pharrell Williams. Sorry, one each. Sorry. Did I actually join in at some point? (laughs) So sorry. You did next one. Pharrell Williams is correct. And Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is the theme. Well done. I have to say, he's hot, Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good looking Side note. Yeah. And not not everyone can pull off that hat. Oh, he looks sensational. Oh, I know. He's got a goofy, he has a, a goofy hat habit. That I would ruin any other man. Well, I think exactly. because he's so beautiful, I think he tries to play himself down. Play it down. Ugh. But right. I'm not fooled. Mm. <laughs> All right, here's another one. They are tennis playing sisters. Started when they were teenagers. They've won every single grand slam. Serena and Venus Williams. Venus and Serena Williams, that's right. E.T. The extra Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't John Williams just... Well, I mean, you're sensational, obviously. You're very good at this, Jonathan. But John Williams, man. Yeah. I do love their tennis playing sisters. In my head, that will always be the lyrics. Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another one. He wrote plays, such good plays, though they often were quite dire. He won Pulitzers for those plays, like a streetcar named Desire. Very good. Uh, Thank Tennessee you. Williams. Jurassic, yes, correct. Yes. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, that's right. Well done. Yes. I find it quite calming after. I just, just wanted to keep playing that it's song. It's just nice just okay, to hang good. out with play you guys. Games, yeah. Play some games. Play some games. Think about a T-Rex eating a guy on the toilet. Yeah. I mean, you know. He was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. It's fine. <laughs> he was a lawyer. That's true. He was a lawyer with an uh, with an annoying ringtone. So. Yeah, that's why. That's right. Absolutely. It was very deliberate. Yeah, I collapsed. The dinosaur yeah. responsibility. Everyone's pro T-Rex at the end of that bit. <laughs> All right, here's your next one. Here we go. First she was a radio DJ And you never knew exactly what she'd say And now she's on TV An eponymous talk show Still you never can guess what she's gonna say next Superman? Superman. Superman is correct. Someone, someone beginning with V, Williams? It's a letter close to V in the alphabet. W. It's a W, Williams. Wendy. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy Williams. Williams. Yes. That is correct. I mean, nice. we clawed our way through that one. Yeah. You did it. And you get uh. all the points. You get all the points. <laughs> all the points. <laughs> all right, last one for you guys. Here we go. They call him Lando, Lando Calrissian, Lando Calrissian, that's how he's known, also a painter, but it says Lando, Lando Calrissian, that he is known. Um, I've had a brain fart. I know what it is. Billy? D. Billy? Yep. Williams. Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Star Wars. Star Wars, that? that's right. Yeah, because I, well, I love yeah, it. Billy D. Williams. Oh, That's how our uh, Star Wars the musical will open. 
Just so you know. <laughs> Just me go, going out on stage going, Billy D. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> More with Ted Lasso's Hannah Waddingham and Brett Goldstein after the break and linguists. So stay tuned because you are definitely going to learn something. Probably. Maybe. And a little later, we'll play games with Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Culturel, who want you to know that an estimated 45 million Americans may have IBS, according to the International Foundation for Gastrointestinal Disorders. Culturel IBS Complete Support is a medical food for the dietary management of IBS. It's designed to relieve symptoms like abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, and constipation in a safe, well-tolerated, once-daily dose. Save 20% with promo code RADIO on culturel.com. There are arrowheads in the walls. I'm Ramtin Arablouei. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah, and we're the hosts of Throughline, NPR's history podcast. And for our special series this month, the best of Throughline. You know, if we carry on as we have been, this is what we might wind up with. Listen now to the Throughline podcast from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with Ted Lasso stars Hannah Waddingham and Brett Goldstein. Are you ready for another one? Always. Okay, so this is one of our favorites. Mm -hmm. It's a guessing game called This, That, or The Other. We'll give you the name of something, and you're just going to tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are today's categories? Today's categories are acapella groups, British children's TV shows, and American snack cakes made by the company Hostess. Got it. Okay. So you're going to take turns answering questions. Here we go. Brett, this first one is for you. It's easy. Twinkies. Is that an acapella? Look at you with all the aggression and speed. (laughs) He's not competitive at all, is he? (laughs) No, but that was for you first. That wasn't oh, yeah, like, I who can say to, it first? I didn't have to say it quickly. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have said it before you, trust me. <laughs> uh, that is right. It is not a British kid show. It is not an acapella group. It is a snack cake. Uh, and probably the only one of these three things that never goes bad. A Twinkies, yeah, yeah it's the only thing. Twinkies and Twinkie. cockroaches, right? We'll survive the apocalypse. Twinkies yeah. and cockroaches. That's it. God. What a delicious sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hannah, here is one for you. Under pressure. <laughs> Whiff and poofs. Oh, for God's sake, that's much harder than his. Why couldn't I have the bloody twinky one? <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm tempted to say acapella group, but I'm, is it the whiff and poofs? It might be, you might be giving me a bum steer there. It, oh. I mean... Can you tell I'm really competitive? I don't want to finalize. I love this. I love this. There's no way you would know the answer to this question, but I appreciate that you you really are feeling it. Yeah, there's no way. I'm going to go. Brett is whispering something to him. That's what I would answer. I don't know it, but that sounds like a acapella group to me. He's nodding. All right. Acapella group. Acapella group is correct. (laughs) Well done. Well done. (laughs) It is the Whiff and Poofs. I was actually in this acapella group. 
Full disclosure. Can what you, kind mm-hmm. of music? What kind oh, of songs? you know, acapella. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of we did a lot of old jazz standards and some ill-advised modern pop covers. <laughs> All right, Brett. Zingzillas. A zingzilla. Um, okay, so for the record, I gave Hannah the answer to the last one, and it was correct. She's now offering me the answer, and we will see if she's tried to sabotage me or be a good friend. Okay. I'm going to say British children's TV show. Yes, indeed it is. She was a good friend, and you are correct. Lovely. Yeah, it's a uh, Zingzillas are a band of musical primates. Right, oh. right. I, uh, I very much appreciate the mutual suspicion between you two as well. <laughs> it's consistent, trust me. Very charming. <laughs> very charming. <laughs> All right, Hannah. Hullabahoos. Hullabahoos. I don't know, but I think your instincts are right. Hullabahoos. I'm going to go children's. Oh, it might be it. I'm sorry, this one is also an a cappella group. Oh, ah. acoustics. That's it's not It's even too so ridiculous it? a name mm-hmm. to be a children's TV show. No, it's not. No, it's not. God, there's some nonsense in our oh country. Oh, my goodness. Are you in the Hullabahoos? <laughs> yeah, you were also in the Hullabahoos. I, no, I was not. That is a, that's, no. that's a group from the University of Virginia. Hullabahoos. Okay. Can we just talk about the fact that I'm genuinely gutted that I'm now one point down? <laughs> there's there's yeah, still time. There's still time. I'm not about that. There, yeah, yeah that's true. move on there's... quickly, otherwise I'm going to have a tantrum. <laughs> okay, okay, Brett, okay, Brett, good, good. Brett, yes. ding dongs. Yes. Hostess. Hostess snack cake, that's right. That is a hockey puck-shaped chocolate cake dipped in chocolate with vanilla cream filling that does not taste as good as all those words I just said. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you had me, I was in yeah, just I was then. Like, we got to get some yeah, ding dongs. We're going to get some hockey-shaped... Chocolate treats. <laughs> All right, Hannah, this is the last one. It is for you. Numtums. 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 I think that's a hostess thing. Or is it a children's TV children's show about the bears that eat before bed? And they put num 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 tums. Yep. Num, num, num. Is it num n u m b? No. N u m t u m s. One word. Numtums. I think it's Hostess. Treats. I'm sorry, it is a British kids' TV show. Oh, Postics! <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say on the show. Such a sore loser! Yeah, we just came up no, with don't try and make me feel better. The good feelings of the Emmy nomination have been totally eclipsed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can but... see how I'm going to react when I lose. I'm going to be like, ah! Uh, so amazing to have you both. Brett Goldstein and Hannah Waddingham star in the comedy Ted Lasso. The first two seasons are streaming right now on Apple TV+. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank oh, you Thank you. Too. It's been so fun. Massively. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Gretchen McCulloch and Lauren Gunn are linguists who host the podcast Lingthusiasm. Gretchen's book about the language of the internet is called Because Internet, Understanding the New Rules of Language. Gretchen, Lauren, welcome to Ask Me Another. Thanks. It's so lovely to be here. Thanks for having us. Okay, so Gretchen, your specialty is analyzing the, the language of the internet. Yes, it is. Okay. There's a lot of, when, you, when I hear that, I think that's very broad. There's a lot of different language on the internet. What is that, what is that specifically uh, focus on? The, the part of language on the internet that I really focus on is 
how people use informal writing in various interesting ways. Mm -hmm. So a lot of linguists look at informal speech or informal sign with the idea that this gives us sort of the most direct access into what people are doing subconsciously with language. And, and and we and linguists think of writing as this sort of okay, well, you know, you're you're going through an editor, you're going through multiple hands. So who even knows whose subconscious is being shown off when you're doing something like writing? And that's true for something like a book or news where it where it does get edited, but for social media text, for texting, for all sorts of internet-based communication, and also sort of historical precedents like postcards and diaries and things like that, there's all this stuff that that's going on that is very you know, rapid and direct to whoever's saying it and unfiltered uh, and has all this interesting stuff going on in it. So that's the the way I think about internet language as distinct from other genres. And of course, there's lots of uh, bleed over and influence in others as well. Right. Okay. So, and Lauren, one of your specialties is studying how people gesture and communicate. So how yep. is studying gesture uh, different from studying, you know, just written or spoken language? It is for me, anyway, yeah. a important part of spoken language. Everyone gestures. It's just part of the, the goodie bag that is language that we have. Um, people who have been blind their whole life um, will still gesture, even though they've never seen another person gesture. It's something that is hmm. deeply embedded in the way that we communicate with language. Wow. All right. Gretchen Lauren, are you ready for a couple games? Oh my gosh, always. Sure. Excellent. Okay, so your first game is about emoji. Excellent. Uh, something I feel like you're both versed in. So first of all, uh, who decides what emoji there are? Emoji are part of the symbol set that we use to make all of our fonts work across different computers I'm old enough to remember trying to print something out and it breaking because the printer wouldn't recognize the font from my computer. Oh, that's um, yeah. And that caused enough people to spiral into enough rage in the 90s that a group called the Unicode Consortium came together to figure out how to make sure that regardless of what computer or mobile phone you're on, uh, you will be able to read the text clearly. And they, it's, it's kind of this weird accident that they... Um, had to figure out how to encode these little picture symbols from Japan because Apple wanted to sell the iPhone in Japan. And um, ever since then, Unicode have been responsible for deciding which emoji will show up on everyone's devices. And um, they have a committee called the Emoji Subcommittee. So they decide, but actually they accept proposals from anyone who thinks that they have an image that would do well as an emoji. And uh, Gretchen and I submitted a couple, yeah, uh, a couple of years ago. Yes, we did. So were yours accepted? They they were, uh, but they're not out yet okay. because it takes several years for it to sort of grind through. But when in a few years, probably you see on your devices uh, an emoji face with peeking eyes, like the hands covering the face and peeking out from behind yeah. the eyes, uh, that'll be us. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one because right now you can't express that. Right now, you can't express that. There's nothing where, where the eyes are partially covered and partially not covered. There's two that I'm excited about, even though they probably don't look as exciting by themselves. But we have a palm up open hand and a palm down open hand. And I'm very excited about the palm down open hand because it means you will actually be able to do a mic drop with emoji now. 
and I, and I will be able to offer you some cake uh, as an emoji. Sequence. I don't have to just do a microphone and a down arrow. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Okay, so we have a speed round for you kind of based on this. Uh, so what we're going to do is um, we'll name a real emoji considered mm-hmm. by Unicode, okay. and you mm-hmm. just tell us if it was accepted or rejected. All right, bring it on. Okay, so Gretchen, I'll start with you. So this is a speed round. So just answer quickly and I'll let you know. Uh, or else, of course, the <laughs> hourglass done emoji and skull emoji will appear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will be on fire emoji. Okay. That's right. Right. Sad face. Okay, here we go. Gretchen, ninja. Accepted. Yes. Acne. Not accepted. Correct. Rejected. Hand washing. Uh, accepted. Rejected. Why? Rejected. Oh, there's just the soap. Because there's soap already. All right. Oiled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Face in clouds. Accepted. Yes. Cannoli. Not accepted. Not accepted. Drop of pee. Not accepted. At least not I accepted. You you are correct. <laughs> Plunger. Accepted. Yes. And thong sandal. Ooh. I'm going to say not accepted. That one was accepted as well. Ah. Uh, so you did you did great. I think you You did great. You got six. six. You got six right, Gretchen. That's that's pretty Very impressive. Good. And Lauren, mm-hmm. the score to beat is six. And I have a list for you right here. Are you ready? I'm just going to say that I'm adding to Gretchen's score. Oh. Oh, that's a better Oh, it's collaborative. Yeah. Great. I love okay. it. Okay. Here we go. Fondue. Not accepted? No, that was accepted. Wow. Emoji as menu. Ceviche. Ceviche. Um, not accepted. I feel like I'm just saying what I would order at a restaurant now. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's working. Ceviche was rejected. You are correct. Cicada. I want to say accepted. Rejected. Oh, accepted in my heart. Uh, dodo. Accepted. Accepted. That's right. Dumpster fire. I'm going to say not accepted because you can already do a bin with some fire. That is correct. It's, it, it does feel like we need a dumpster fire these days, but we don't have one. <laughs> no. Uh, ballet shoes. Accepted. Correct. Vampire. Mm, yeah, I feel like there's a vampire there. I'm going to say accepted. There is absolutely a vampire. That's right. Dabbing person. Ah. Um, I feel like it would be really good if that was accepted because that's how we're all meant to sneeze now. Oh, yeah, um, that's so I'm right. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes true. I mean, might as well have a little action, right? Yeah. yeah. It was actually, it was rejected. Uh, I think it, maybe they thought its time had passed. I think. Maybe they should resubmit it after COVID. Yeah, they as should. As a sneezing emoji. Yeah. It, as a sneezing emoji. <laughs> well, the good news is, guys, you got a total of 11. Yay, team. Out of 16. Yay, team. Yeah, good job, well team. Well done. We're playing games with linguist Gretchen McCulloch and Lauren Gone. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So this game is called Reading Lost, and every answer is the title of a famous book with one letter changed. Okay. All right. For example, (laughs) if I said the 1960 Harper Lee novel about sending an invoice for payment to a small winged creature, you would answer, to Bill a Mockingbird. (laughs) Oh, Fabulous. I see how we're doing this. Uh, here we go. Lauren, this first one is for you. Okay. This 1945 George Orwell novel is about 
pigs named Napoleon and Snowball, who are mm -hmm. partners in a law office. That would be Animal Firm. Yes, exactly. Oh. Animal Firm. Yeah, I believe the ducks are in charge of billing at that firm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely. That's amazing. All right, Gretchen, here is one for you. All right. This 1939 John Steinbeck novel is about window treatments that cause feelings of extreme anger. Ah, the drapes of wrath. Yeah. yeah that's correct. Lauren, this 2008 Suzanne Collins novel is about people selected from 12 districts to take part in a competition to put clothes back in a closet. <laughs> um. Oh, see, this one is very satisfying because it completely changes the pronunciation of uh -huh. the middle sequence of sounds in the word. But that would be the Hanger Games. The Hanger Games. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Gretchen, this 1969 Maya Angelou autobiography is about a parrot bursting into song after its beeper rings. So I, I want to say I know why the cage bird... Yes. Sings, but it's rings. It's just that rings got repeated from the clue uh, into the know, answer. That's a that's, that's good. a very good guess. But we're th thinking specifically of a beeper. Oh, pager! I know why the paged bird. Yes, sings. that's correct. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Lauren, this eighteen fifty nine Charles Dickens novel is about a pair of people that are just so adorable. There are. So many Charles Dickens novels, and uh, I never remember any of the names. So I, in my head, I'm just cycling through a pair of people who are very adorable. So, um, like, so I think I've got half of it. If you're, if we're you doing phone a friend, yes. <laughs> I yeah. can't think of any Charles Dickens novels where you change one letter to get kawaii. So I'm going to throw it over to you. I think it's a tale of two cities because that would be the pair of people. Ah, a tale of two cuties. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. oh, there we go. That was a real team effort. Yeah, that was real team effort. Real I love team. It. Love to see it. All right, last one for you, Gretchen. All right. This 1989 Amy Tan novel is about a group of Chinese women who, despite having good fortune, end up making a bunch of mistakes. Okay, well, I think I know the original book, which would be the Joy Luck Club. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I can literally see your eyes moving from word to word in your head. <laughs> I, I'm just going through the alphabet. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, obviously there's not like the the unfamily friendly uh, changing a letter. No, right, we, we're not going to do that. Not doing on NPR, that for sure. No. Uh, so it's got like. The Joy Luck Flub. Yes. Yay, the Joy Luck Flub. Yeah. That's right. Yes. I kept trying to change joy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Never change joy. Focus on the club. Never change joy. Never, Never change, change joy. Joy, <laughs> joy sparks joy. You've That's got to right. keep it. Uh, okay. That was a super hard game and you excelled. You excelled, both of you. We got we got also uh, a little insight into the workings of your brain because it's hard to keep these things all together. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Well done. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. Gretchen McCulloch and Lauren Gahn are linguists who host the podcast Lingthusiasm. Gretchen's book about the language of the internet is called Because Internet. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much for having us. 
After the break, Hollywood power couple Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone tell us why they took a break from making R-rated comedies to produce a documentary about public television icon Bob Ross. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from NPR sponsor, TD Ameritrade. Investing isn't one size fits all. Every investor has a unique style. That's why TD Ameritrade offers two different mobile apps. There's TD Ameritrade Mobile, which lets you manage your portfolio with streamlined simplicity, or Thinkorswim Mobile, which gives you the tools you need for more advanced trades and in-depth analysis. Visit tdameritrade.com apps to find the one that's right for you. Once again, that's tdameritrade.com slash apps. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Simply Almond. Simply Almond is the alt-dairy milk you would expect from Simply, made with simple ingredients for an all-natural, delicious taste. This almond milk comes in four varieties, original, unsweetened original, vanilla, and unsweetened vanilla. It's a perfect addition to cereal, smoothies, and recipes. Or just pour some in a glass and enjoy. Discover more about Simply Almond at drinksimplybeverages.com. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We've had couples on the show before, but today we have a true Hollywood power couple. Melissa McCarthy has starred in movies like Bridesmaids and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Her frequent collaborator and husband, Ben Falcone, is a producer, director, and writer behind movies like The Boss and Superintelligence. Their latest project is a change of pace. It's a documentary about the host of the long-running public television show, The Joy of Painting. It's called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed, and it premieres August 25th on Netflix. Melissa, Ben, welcome to Ask Me Another. Well, thanks. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. <laughs> Glad, delighted to be here. I'll, I'll, I'll one-up that. <laughs> we're always in competition. We should start this by yeah. saying we're always in a fierce competition. Cups or nothing. <laughs> so you both met in 1998 while taking a comedy writing class together. We, we, That's right. Well, not really. It's not. Oh, oh well, you're, right, you're right. Kind of, sort of. We kind of, sort of met... Ten, 10 years earlier at a party in Carbondale, Illinois. I went to college where he was still in high school. And um, once we met and figured out, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I went to college in the hometown you grew up in. And then we, we became fast friends. And after a few weeks, he was like, oh, I knew who you were. I know who you were when I when you were there. And I was like, no, because I was super, super gothic. I was like, you would have not recognized me. And he goes, no, 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 I remember I was afraid of you. And I was like, oh, that was me. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was me. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, I swear, I think it's where I kind of started loving to do characters because I was I was terrible at being goth, but I loved the look of it because you were literally like, yeah, I've drawn my makeup two inches over on my side of the face. Like, <laughs> just to be like, look at how weird that is. But then I was still too chatty. So the second I opened my mouth, it, it was like I blew the whole goth thing, but... I looked menacing, but then right. This but you were very optimistic talking. and fun. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, you cannot be the cheeriest goth. That does not work. <laughs> yeah, and then in, when we met at the Groundlings, we sort of became fast friends, and you know, had that I don't know Midwestern connection or something. And uh, there you go. Uh, so you you both have worked um, together on many comedy collaborations, but now 
a little bit of a shift. You're the producers of a Netflix documentary called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. And it's about the painting instructor, Bob Ross's career and legacy. And it it focuses on um, Bob Ross's son's fight to obtain the licensing rights to his dad's name and likeness. So first of all, why did you decide to make the switch and do a documentary? Well, you know, I can, I, first of all, we love Bob Ross. I, I actually wanted to do a, a biopic. I thought, you know, oh. I'd love to write a movie about Bob Ross and whether I could ever someday play him or somebody else or whatever. I was just like, you know, it, I think that'd be such an interesting script. And so I went, um, online as you do just you know you're like well okay uh what is there about bob ross like what's the basics yeah, to start even yeah. start just to start you know and like, we like what books can i find how finding can I, anything and you could it was impossible wow. to find almost anything yeah so huh, all which, very cursory stuff that we all kind of knew where he was in the army he was in alaska and then he went to florida and then and, he's bob ross and, and that's and that is it and we were like there's not many people that all ages have a have a fondness for him so, you know, you, you mentioned that he was in the military and a few things that you learned, knew about him beforehand. But over the course of, of being part of this project, what was the most surprising thing you learned about Bob Ross? Well, I mean, not to give, I I don't want to give too much away, away because it's okay. a, it's, it should be it's fun tricky. for them. Well, I'll tell you one silly su- surprise for me. That, uh, that amazing, um, his hair was permed. <laughs> I know. I have to say, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I had a reaction to that as if it's like... And I think everybody has watched it. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's per- wait, that's a perm. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know that's fantastic. And I do remember, um, you know, like a, a my brother-in-law telling me that he used to perm his hair, uh, you know. And I was like, what? But anyways, that I think. I've been trying to yeah. get him to Something perm so his simple. hair for like <laughs> literally 20 years. That's probably where the biopic idea came from. Because I was like, you can play him and we will perm your hair. And he's like, every movie he does, I'm like, what if we perm your we hair? Perm- in fact, <laughs> there was a movie, Identity Thief. I literally went into the trailer and somehow Melissa and uh, her great hair, <laughs> Linda? <laughs> Linda Flowers, they literally were like, they can, they're like, let's do it. And they come in and I had a full perm for like as much of it as my hair could do. And then the director <laughs> came in and he was like, so why why do we have a perm? Is that a- <laughs> and I was like, what, what are you? I was like, you're working against me. This is a, a, a dream, fifteen years in the making. At that point, so it just it turned up very curly, but uh, but the perm dream hasn't come uh, alive yet. yet. Uh, okay, Melissa and Ben, are you ready to play some games? Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So since you made a Bob Ross documentary, we decided to test your memory of other famous works of art. So you're going to take turns answering questions, and these are all multiple choice. Okay. Okay, good. All right, Melissa, this first one is for you. Yes. What is the enigmatic woman in the Mona Lisa sitting in front of? Is it A, a plain wall, B, a landscape, or C, a man telling her to smile? <laughs> no, he was off camera. <laughs> um, uh, a blank wall. Okay, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> So it is a landscape. However, just to be fair, historians do not agree whether this landscape is of a real place in Italy or just a made-up place. So it is a unsatisfying landscape. 
which to maybe the expert eye like yourself would just see as a plain wall. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I knew it was a landscape, but I also recognized that it was not a real place in Italy. So I but, just... Yeah, that's but right. I would that's acknowledge right. it as a real landscape. So by that, thusly, uh, I mean a plain wall. <laughs> right. All right, Ben. The painting Whistler's Mother depicts the artist's mother sitting in profile beside a wall. What is on that wall? A, a framed picture. B, a window. C, a novelty clock that says, it's wine o'clock. <laughs> oh, oh, I need that if on the sweatshirt. So oh, that's my favorite. Was looking oh. I know. She does look like she needs a glass of wine. Oh, God, I want to guess wine o'clock. Oh. Uh, so it's a window or a... F- I, oh, God, she's standing there. She's sitting there. I'm going to say a framed picture. Yeah, you're correct. It is a framed picture. That's right. All right, Melissa. Edward Hopper's Nighthawks depicts customers at a restaurant counter late at night. What are they drinking? Is it A, milkshakes, B, coffee, or C, locally brewed IPAs? Uh, coffee. Yes, exactly. They are drinking coffee. And it's my favorite kind of coffee, night coffee. Yes. Mmm, night coffee. <laughs> that tells a whole story right there oh, if you're drinking I coffee. Love night does. coffee. Yep. Or when someone orders like a coffee in the in like older movies and they get like a black coffee with a hamburger, I'm always like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, no cheese, please, and no milk in the cup. Just Dry as you can make it and bubble up that coffee. I'm as a child, I remember being like, Oh, oh that seems like it's not gonna work out well. No, that's not gonna that's not gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben, the statue Venus de Milo is missing both of its arms. What else is it missing? A, its left foot. B, its right nipple. C, its third arm. <laughs> um, is it the foot? Oh, I want That's it right, it's nipple. left foot, yeah. Thank Although I guess much. C, is the, C, its third arm is technically correct, because that is also hidden, <laughs> but it's unclear if she had a third arm. Wow. Yep. That's yep. true. Uh, yeah, and supposedly it was maybe all of that was kind of hacked off and stolen because experts believe the statue originally wore metal jewelry. Oh, uh, wow. Really? I just can only think of like how many amazing uh, pieces of, of art there were around that people were like, I don't know, we'll just get the stuff off this one. <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah, let's just knock just the jewelry gonna... off of this one. Just knock her arms off, it's fine. What? Uh, don't like the eyebrows on this yeah. one. <laughs> Whatever you do, leave both nipples. (laughs) Leave the nipples, take the eyebrows. All I know is I hate noses. Um, Okay, Melissa, in Kehinde Wiley's official portrait of Barack Obama, where is Obama depicted? A, in the Oval Office, B, surrounded by plants, or C, kite surfing with Bruce Springsteen? I wish. I wish. (laughs) I do have a video of that, though, but I can't show you. Um, <laughs> it's, on, I can, it's so funny. I can see his face in that painting, and I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't isn't that weird how you, you can block out part just, of it? Just take a guess. Well, then I'll just say uh, plants. Yes, surrounded okay. by plants. Yes, and the flowers in the painting have different meanings. The chrysanthemums are the official flower of Chicago. Uh, the jasmine references Obama's childhood home of Hawaii, and the African blue violets are for his father from Kenya. Oh, wow. Oh, That's lovely. I didn't know it's that. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. That's really nice. All right, here's the, here's the last one. It's for you, Ben. Okay. 
American Gothic is a painting of a stern-looking man and woman standing in front of a house. What is the man holding? A, a pitchfork. B, a shovel. C, a boombox above his head playing in your eyes. <sighs> oh, God, I wish. If only he was to say anything American right? Gothic. Let's see. There's a shovel. There's a pitchfork. Uh, one of them had one thing. and The man, it's what the man's got. He's got a... I'm going to go with the pitchfork. Yeah, you're correct. He, he does have a pitchfork. Yes. Right. And uh, I don't know if you if you can remember that painting in your mind, but if you can, what do you think the relationship is between the two people? Because I oh. always thought they were married. That was like husband I, I always and thought wife. they were very Me unhappily too. married. I thought unhappily. That's right. Is that wrong? Turns out, father and daughter. What? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, no. and the artist model for the father was his dentist. Those are so, wonderfully weird things I never thought I'm just I would not know. sure I'm ever going to look at that painting the same I know. again and be like, that dude's a dentist. We're playing games with Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. You guys did amazing with that one. Are you ready for one more? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So you get to team up in this one. And Jonathan oh. Colton is going to sing you the clues in this game <laughs> called Good Questions. Yes, we change the lyrics of songs with a question in the title to make those songs about other types of tests. So all you have to do is identify the test that I'm singing about or the title of the song I'm parodying or the artist who made it famous. You ready? Ready. Here we go. This question's reading through the answers. Wish I knew my pencils. Number two, number two. I've always wondered gets a 1600 so much useless knowledge just so you can go to college uh, SATs that is correct yeah and you know the song I, I, I thought I did for a second I like that we're keeping it a secret from people when I don't know the answer yeah, no that's good I like it <laughs> nothing's better on the, nothing's be better when it's only audio when someone whispers that's <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's when the magic. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when, the that's magic when you happens. get your real sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. My guess is a, is Jack Johnson. It's I played it like a Jack Johnson song, but it's not a Jack Johnson. It's actually Rihanna. It's uh, "What's My Name" by Rihanna. Oh. Well, it sounded great. Great. Oh, thanks. Now I realize that my style is very Jack Johnsony, <laughs> which you know, you go to war with the army, you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. I met therapy and she's puzzling out all the things that I'm feeling so anxious about. Hey, what's in those inky plots? It's my inner thoughts. I well, I I, I was so trying to come up with a melody. It's, that's the that's our that's our BG's. BG's? Right? How deep is your love? Yeah, and then the Rorschach. Uh, that is correct, yeah. Test. Yeah, I've Rorschach learned now test. that yes. I cannot yes. focus on a melody uh. and a quiz at the same time. <laughs> I can give you one or the other. It's really <laughs> hard. All right, here's another one. I'm INFJ. That's how I am defined. You're ESTP. That means we're not a so there's no choice, you've got to scram 
Even though this might all be a sham Cause I only date based on this test Uh... It's, that's Stevie Wonder, yes, right? Isn't she isn't lovely? She lovely? And Stevie Wonder, yes. isn't she lovely? Like that's a right. Date-based test? Is that like Tinder or something? Or it's, it's not usually for dating. It's actually a uh, let's see. It's frequently you take this at, at your job. At your job, it's sometimes the things that they do, and you, you get a designation that shows what you're like, and it's usually a four-letter designation. What we do? Well, we don't date I'd or per, work. A person, <laughs> uh, personality test. <laughs> Yeah, it is a personality yeah. test. You, yeah. And Can you pe- name any personality test? Because that's probably the one. A personality test. I can't name the because our hyphenated. Our daughter had us do one, it, and uh, I I think I had I came up with some kind of terrible personality. Is that like, like oh, a God. BuzzFeed thing? I don't know. <laughs> like the first letter is either an I or an E. It's introvert or extrovert, and the second yes. one is I don't know. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, lordy. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. It'll probably ring a bell when I say it. It's the Myers-Briggs person. Oh, God. Yes, yes. All right, here's the last one for you. Here's a drop of spit for you to see where in the world I'm from. And I'll fill out my family tree. Here's my data, 23 and me. Shoot, now the FBI is after me <laughs> for an old crime spree. Oh my God! First of all, I would I want that on an album. Yep, I, I that. <laughs> that's good, right? Uh, a DNA 23andMe test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. DNA test. And the uh, Dion Warwick and Burt Bacharach, yeah. I believe, a combo. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Of, do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah. yeah. Wow! Look at that. You're you're doing great. I, I'm focusing on like you're getting both, and I'm getting kind of neither. But I'm enjoying the experience a lot. Also, in, <laughs> somewhere in the '80s, I saw my mom and dad thought, "Hey, I bet this eighth grader wants to go see Dionne Warwick," and uh, she performed in a white pantsuit. And I remember thinking, <gasps> "She's amazing." They yeah, were right. Yeah. That Absolutely. may have been my first concert was Dionne Warwick. With my parents. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's very classy. Mine was Lover Boy, very different. Oh. Mine was White Snake, very similar to yours. Oh. <laughs> wow. Mine was Barry Manilow, also with my parents. Really? Look at that. Oh. See, who needs a DNA test? You just do it through your first concert. I know who you are. I know where you're from. <laughs> I know exactly who you are now. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone's new documentary is called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. And it premieres August 25th on Netflix. Melissa, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for having us. This was great. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. You nice too. to thank meet you, you too. Being. All right. Bye. That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our games were written by our staff, along with Matt Foster, Carol Lee, Mike Nothnagel, Mary Tobler, and Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Sparber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Capodona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grudman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.
Next time on Ask Me Another, we revisit our episode with Stranger Things actor David Harbour and challenge him to a Shakespearean quiz with a 20-sided twist. I'm going to go with Hemlock. Sorry, that is not correct. You are going to have to face the Demogorgon with no weapons and one arm ripped off. (laughs) So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.